It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning. Happy Friday, 502 here on The Fan. And for the final time this summer, you've got Fleelo on The Fan. That, of course, would be myself, Chris Lopresti, and Mike Fliegelman. And we are back uh, together after we did Monday. A little bookend situation for us. I'm back from a couple days down the Jersey Shore, as they like to say. So good to be here for what is really my summer swan song. I guess Fleegs as well, as, of course, Labor Day weekend is upon us. And then when we get back to Tuesday, as we like to say around these parts, Radio New Year. And uh, pretty much I won't see you uh, on these parts of the airwaves until, uh, I don't know, Rutgers basketball November sometime. Not sure about Fleegs himself. But good morning, Mike. How are you, pal? Good morning, CeeLo. It's good to see you. Hope you enjoy your family time down by ah, the beach enjoy is a is a relative term for anyone with young kids but uh yeah good to get away for a couple of days and uh squeeze in some family time they're down there for the entire week so i didn't feel as bad or guilty missing the entire week like i did last year so uh appreciate peter stepping in the last couple of days so shot down there uh early on tuesday and came back last night little tv work and now here we are and i've got the uh stars and stripes shirt on for the final time this summer last time i wore this on a feel good friday boomer and uh jerry had me stand up and do the pledge of allegiance live on the air so we'll see what happens today with uh Recco and joe b coming up at the top of the hour so i know joe's been in the last couple of days i have not heard or seen any of the show i don't know what's going on i don't know what to expect I don't know how Schwartz fared in here with you, with the fellas. So um, basically, I'm walking into, uh, you know, it's like I've been in complete darkness, Aaron Rodgers-like, for the last couple of days. Uh, So you're telling me you weren't sitting there on the beach while chasing around your two young sons and locked in on the app? I I guess that's okay. Well, I'll ask you this, the first thing, and then I'll clue you in on what happened with Peter and Joe the last couple of days. (laughs) And while we also acknowledge your uh, sons are a lot younger right now than Peter Schwartz's sons are. Yes. When you and your wife and your kids are on vacation in Ocean City together, you all sleeping in one room? Yes. Okay. This, my in-laws have a house, so it was the four of us in one room. Now, I will say this. Uh, said room had two bunk beds, one of which was a full bed on the bottom with a twin on top, and the other was a double twin. So we figured at minimum my wife and I would be able to, you know, have our own bed together with the with the other two uh, off in the in, you know in the bunk beds, but uh, yeah, that was not. The yeah, case. It probably didn't take long for one of them to yeah. decide. I'm not gonna... even take long. I mean, right. just not even like middle of the night. That's where the night began. My wife fell asleep with my youngest the first night I was there, and then um, last night. Yeah, you know what? I should last night we did briefly get one of the beds to ourselves, but you're talking about the distance between the bunk beds is maybe two feet. <laughs> So it's not a lot of room to work with. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, I do. So the the reason uh, I ask is because maybe the biggest takeaway we had in the last couple of days, and this was with Boomer here before Joe showed okay, up. Okay, so Tuesday that was. Bo- yeah, Boomer was pretty appalled. Uh, we found out <laughs> when when Peter and his family went to Canton or near Canton for the Hall of Fame. Everybody in one hotel room, and Boomer just was not having any of it. Yeah, his kids are how old? Do you remember? 17 to 13? Yeah. 
I think once you get to those teenage years, unless you're like staying at some place that's like ridiculously expensive, I think you got to spring for the second. Yeah, they were at the least, red roof in. Or, <laughs> well, I can't imagine there's a lot of five star resorts in Canton, Ohio. But they anyway. weren't in Canton. They were like an hour away in Independence. Wow. Okay. All right. I, I think. But Peter, that- to be fair to Peter, he did say it was booked kind of last minute. There was just the yeah. one room available. Okay, one room. All right, fair enough. I was going to say, I think you get the the suite with the adjoining rooms. I, so again, at least I, there's a separation. We, we don't know how hard he tried for that, but right, he did right. say he booked last minute. Last, the website right. said one room last available. Last room in he the complex. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, but sure. no, so that that was the big takeaway <laughs> Tuesday along um, with maybe some Jets stuff that Jerry had watched on one Jets drive. And then Wednesday sure. morning, we had Hard, hard knocks, knocks and the reaction. Rogers, and then really Jihad Ward. The last yeah. two right. days, Rogers versus Ward. Well, because what we saw in Hard Knocks... What we saw with Ward responding on yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Peter and I talked about yesterday, and then today we have Aaron Rodgers responding again and uh, having some pretty harsh words for John Ward. Yeah, now, again, I, not again, because I haven't said this on the air yet, but Jerry and I were talking about this on the news. Like, was Rodgers not on camera anywhere yesterday? Like, I have not seen, I have not seen or video. heard these yeah. comments. I've just I saw all, read them. You know, the beat writers all tweeting them out at the same. And it's That's funny because unusual. Joe Douglas did speak. Correct. And there was video of that. Yes, I saw Joe Douglas. But I did yep. not see. And, and Rodgers spent for talked for a while. Hmm. There was the quote about him you know, saying this is like waking up from a dream. Yeah. And a lot of good, what should be good sound from Aaron Rodgers. But no, I was not able to find the video anywhere. Yeah, I'm curious. And again, it's been a while since I've been on the beat. So I don't know how they do things over there from a PR standpoint and whatnot. This is a little different because it's Aaron Rodgers. And, but it's not like, I guess what I'm saying is this, you know, at some point during training camp or maybe even in the off season as well, there'd be a point in time where they'd make usually the GM available beyond just what Joe Douglas did yesterday for sort of like an extended sit down with the members of the beat. And you could, I could go in and I could attend said, you know, big session and you kind of sit down. It's a little bit more informal. So the writers could take notes and we could all tweet out the quotes or the writers could put the quotes in their stories, but they did not invite the electronic media to record the session. They would do something separate for them after the fact. So I'm wondering if they did something like that with Rogers yesterday. Not that like you would have, I would have thought maybe a little earlier on in camp. So it's more like a meet and greet with a new player or an executive to get a little bit more comfortable with the reporters, but he's been meeting with them regularly now since the start of training camp. Uh, we've seen the obviously we've seen the video. We've heard the audio of him at the the podium after after practices from training camp. So I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of is maybe they did just a like a non electronic media session, especially when they talked about it being a wide ranging interview. That would be my guess. Yeah, so that, we're just right, stuck was, with the quotes. We don't actually have the audio. Right, an opportunity for those guys to, and then their their tweets or their X's and their stories. Yeah. Uh, become the only way to get the info. But right. they, there there was. Not a bombshell, but something, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. And Peter and I talked about this yesterday because I don't know how much if you got to see the Hard Knocks clip. I saw the clip, yeah. So we had the same reaction yesterday after Jihad Ward said what he said. And again, it, like, it wasn't this brutal hit. It was late, but it was a light shove. Nothing terrible. You understand why, you know, it, it's only the first time on the field against another opponent for Rodgers outside of joint practices. Who knows how many times Ward's gotten to hit somebody. It's early in the year. It's frustrating. It's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When Ward said what he said about Rodgers and them laughing it off, like Randall we, Cobb. we yeah. heard that on Hard Knocks, right. but Peter and I had the same thought. There's no way on the field that Jihad Ward was able to, one, tell what they were talking about at all, and two, Rodgers, like they weren't laughing it off so much as Rodgers was getting on Cobb right, exactly. for the penalty. Yeah. So we kind of came to the conclusion yesterday, you know, sniffing a little... BS from Jihad Ward, and then Rodgers came right out and threw him under the bus yeah. and ran over it a few times, yeah. forwards, yeah. backwards, forwards, backwards. He said he basically said he's making bleep up, so that's kind of what you're Which again, alluding we, to as we well. We thought, I just, I, and I'll say this, as a Jets fan, you love everything from Aaron Rodgers since he arrived, how could you not? And I, I love the way he's galvanizing this team, the way he is locked in, everything is fully committed, <laughs> and he's not wrong. Jihad Ward is definitely full of it there. <laughs> I wondered, like, all right, is this is this the time to maybe just drop it and move on? You're the Hall of Famer. It, was this the time <laughs> well, to just say, all right, way. you're right. No, he, <laughs> he went the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, well, look, I'd say this. With, I mean, we can, I don't know how many days we can spend on Aaron Rodgers, Jihad Ward, and a little shove in a preseason game. I mean, I guess with the way the things have gone for the baseball teams, we can spend as much time Listen, as if we Jihad want. Listen, we're two schmucks, bet, you know, to lucky enough to be working Monday sure. on Labor Day. I want, you know, if Jihad Ward responds either today or the next couple of days, is that still going to be the story when we come back to no, the building on Monday morning? I don't think so. For, I don't, I would be very surprised if that's the case. But um, my my thought is this really kind of big picture on the Jets, because we've gotten to this point now where every, every storyline you can cover, you know, everything you can possibly say about the offseason, training camp, Rodgers, the expectations, everything. And we're still, you know, what, more than a week out and we got to deal with this waiting game now. So everything you just said, I totally agree. Got to love the way Rodgers has handled the even. I even saw uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk basically, you know, fall on the sword and talk about how in the past they had uh, sort of a contentious. I won't even call it a relationship, but they didn't necessarily get along. Or he took shots at Rodgers, blah blah blah. And he goes, Did he I give actually, it on a scale of where they were from one to lose my number, bro? No, no. But what he said was, he goes, I actually like this version of Aaron Rodgers. I'm into it. Like he seems genuinely excited about the Jets. I'm, I want to see them do well. So he's kind of, even Rodgers is not that he cares about what Mike Florio thinks, but he's won him over. So it seemingly has almost everybody won over right now. Everything is right where you want it to be. He's ready to go. Brees Hall's not on the pup list. Like everyone, you know, all the ducks are in a row pretty much. Makai Peter and I were talking about that the other day. Like Dwayne Brown, Lazard, Lawson, yeah. everybody returns to practice on the same uh, day. As a Jets fan, you feel like, no, 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 there yeah, has to be no. some kind of bad news. So this is what I'm, this, <laughs> this is kind of what I'm building to. I'm very curious to see what happens, as everybody is, but even more so, I, all of this build up and talk, like, I want to see how they look. Out of the gate, Monday night, standalone, prime time against a really good team who just happens to be a division rival in your building. Super Bowl aspirations for both. Like, you cannot put any more emphasis and build up on this particular game season opener from a Jets Bills standpoint. And I am, I mean, they better hope that they're ready to go. Because yeah, as it's... you know, if they come out flat or lay an egg, 
forget the guy that's going to be sitting to my left in a little while. They got while. to my right. Oh, Joe's sitting there well, and Jerry's in the oh, boomer yeah, yeah. seat? Okay, okay, fine. So the two gentlemen that'll be joining us here at the top of the hour, it will turn quickly, and it won't just be Joe. Oh, no, it'll be... I don't even say a lot of Jets. I think it'll be most... Now, it also depends on you know how ugly of a loss it is. If yeah. it's a three-point loss, you know they'll say, all right, there's a lot to build. And that'll be true. And Jerry's been saying all week, listen, you start 0-1. We've been talking about this with both football teams. Maybe not playing the best teams they'll face all season, but for each New York team, probably their most important opponent is on the schedule in week one yeah. because it is the team they have to catch next. So... Your season's not over if you lose to oh, them, no, I, but no, having no, that opportunity week one, and this is the home game against them. If you're going to get them, now's the time. It's not. You know, it's not so much that the season's over. It's just the you know we saw the honeymoon end abruptly for the Mets and with Buck and everything this year. This is a little different, but like all the roses that are being. Th- and by the way, I'm taking part in it, so I'm not trying to be that anti-Jets guy here. Like I'm, I'm very much into. It. I can't wait to watch it, <laughs> but it will turn. It will turn quickly. If they don't look prepared or ready to go. Now, I have less concerns about the defense. It's more just from the offensive standpoint because I don't, we haven't, you know, we got a glimpse at it for a couple of series against the giant backups. So this is a whole different animal we're talking about here. And now I want to see Rodgers, who's been, it's been noted, the last few years has gotten off to poor starts with the Packers, hasn't taken part in the preseason, missed out on a lot of the offseason, so on and so forth. So he took a different approach to things with the Jets outside of the preseason action, save for two series. And it, you know, we're hearing all the right things. It looks like the chemistry with Garrett Wilson is there. Like, think that the offensive line questions are being answered. Von Miller's not playing for Buffalo. Like, you've got... All those things in checking off, at least on paper, as positives. But let's let's go and see it now. <laughs> you don't want to have, if you're the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, you don't want to have to have him jump into the R-E-L-A-X. At, well, really, at any point, but that early. And it's yeah. something that, you know, Tom Brady, when he went to the Bucks year one, they win the Super Bowl. I don't know if people forget that. Right out of the shoot, they weren't that super. You know, and that was with the GOAT at quarterback. Yeah. And a much more accomplished head coach in Bruce Arians than you have in Robert Sala. They weren't the world beaters lighting everything on fire right out of the gate. How about forget it didn't happen of, right forget away. out of the gate? How about wild card weekend against Taylor Heineke and the Washington right. football team? Very, I Remember mean, that I, game? They had, well, they listen. They had a couple of scares in the postseason, but even but that just was, for the sense uh, of it can take yeah. the best. And as great as this Jets talent is, I, nobody's going to put it up at least from the passing game up against what the Bucks had with Evans. And Godwin. Now the running game is, uh, you would think, a little bit better. But you know, overall, the Bucks had a high level of talent, the greatest player to ever play the position, or at least the most accomplished quarterback in history, and a coach who's done a lot more in this league than the Jets head coach. And they couldn't even figure it out right away. So it's not easy the situation the Jets are being thrust into. But I like that they're kind of taking it head on. They know, hey, this is going to be easy. Hey, we haven't actually accomplished anything yet. You know, they're confident. It sometimes sounds a little like cockiness, but then they will remind you, hey, we we believe in ourselves because we know we're good enough. And almost if you're an athlete, you've been around enough of them to know you have to think like that. But the coaching staff is reminding them you haven't, haven't, accom- haven't actually accomplished anything yet. So keep that in mind and keep working hard and keep doing everything in your power because as great as this offseason has been, you mentioned the honeymoon period, from the day the trade was made until now, it's been four months of absolute bliss and harmony. You lose week one, all of that gets thrown out the window. Yeah, and look, I I haven't sensed, you know, 
cockiness or overconfidence from them in a, in a, in a bad way. So I think I non-Jets fans, a lot of them sense it as cockiness, but for, for me as a Jets fan, I think they've struck the right balance. Yeah, and to me, it's just, it, this to some extent is beyond their control, but it's the outside attention and the expectations that are being placed on them, and that comes with the territory when you add Aaron Rodgers and some of the other pieces that they did. But I get the sense early on, and they should be equipped to do this. Like I, I can see this being a couple weeks where they still, I think, really are going to need to lean on their defense, and I, because I think that's the unit that should be more prepared to hit the ground running. And it might take the offense a little while to get up to speed, and that's okay. But that defense, with all the talent they've got up front, and with the corners that they have, and just the you know the overall cohesion, C.J. Mosley, and the depth that they have, like that group is really going to have to be ready to go from the jump. I agree 100%, and that's why even though the schedule is so tough, I do feel optimistic about the Jets early on because while the offense, it'll be much better in December and January, I think, than what we see in September, but the defense is good enough not to fully carry them in the first couple of weeks, but to do enough where if the offense is only really at 75% of what they're going to be, along with Rodgers not making the kind of crucial mistakes that Jets quarterbacks, namely Zach Wilson, made last year, that the offense will be good and do enough in order to get to greatness while the defense can come out right away and be a top-five unit from the first whistle. Well, my plan at the start was to present Fleegs with a bunch of topics and see which direction he wanted to go for segment one, but he pretty much answered that question for himself, so we knocked our Jets out right out of the gate. As bad as the baseball teams are, as we turn the calendar now to September with rosters expanding, we will see some more youngsters here, or at least we think we're going to, according to reports. Hopefully they actually come up and get a chance to play. For the Mets, I worry less. For the Yankees, I you know, I actually want to see the names penciled into the lineup card. Uh, so we'll dive into that a little bit as we move along here. Flelo off and running on a holiday weekend, Friday morning here on The Fan. you got Jerry and Joe B coming up at the top.